Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 7, Season 4 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, another great week in the league. Um, Warriors win a close one, and the Broncos are now the only undefeated team in the NRL. How was your weekend, and what did you think of Round 4? Hey, evening, Brad. My weekend was good, as always. Hope yours was. Uh, yeah, we were just talking before coming on about about living in the present and milking every little last drop of this uh, top four present we're living in. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm already already getting ready for those grand final tickets, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and yeah, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you would need to know in the week that was rugby league including our top stories of the week a review of round four and an update on our tips we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other we'll then preview round five and make our picks before ending the night with a bit of super league um so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them as we always do um we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week richie yeah sounds good to me mate All Right. so this is one that um, Paul might jump in on knowing knowing what he's like, but um, Joseph Soali'i has advised the Roosters that he'll leave them at the end of 2024 and has signed a deal with Rugby Australia and the Waratahs until the end of 2027, which is um, World Cup year, rumoured to be around 1.6 mil a year. Um, what's your take on um, the news of Soali'i jumping ship? Um, I'm kind of not surprised. As I said before we jumped on the show, he had a clause in his contract um, to have the ability to to negotiate with rugby, um, and there's been a lot of reactions on um, various um, opinions on it. But what's your take? Well, I just if I put myself in his shoes, and I'm a young 19 year old man, and and somebody's willing to throw 1.6 million a year at me, that's very hard to walk away from. So, completely understand him. Him taking that deal, and um, like a lot of people think, he's, he's still very young. So, into twenty twenty seven, 
when his contract's up, plenty of time to come back if that's what he desires. He may not, you know, playing union has its perks as, as well as making a lot of money. You'll get to travel around a lot more. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we've talked about that uh, on previous shows. I know um, Peter Volandis came out again saying, you know, congratulations on him. He's going to have less work to do and um, he'll get bored and come back. Um, but it's what you said, like they get to travel the world, make a bit of coin. Um, it, there's a lot of pluses to it. As much as I, I love rugby league, I can see the reason to, to jump ship to the, the lesser code. But, um, you know... Yeah, um, congratulations yeah, well, well, on I might it. Edit, edit you out this whole show. <laughs> no, um, no, I I like union, but um, as I've said on the show, um, I've kind of I fall in and out of union. Um, so yeah, it, it all depends on how the All Blacks go, really. But um, yeah, I'll still get to see him lose hopefully um, against the All Blacks. So I'm all down for it. Um, and like Simon has commented saying um, Rugby Australia is wasting its resources and need to put that into grassroots um, and yeah Jacko replied to Simon saying likely they have a couple of rich benefactors helping them out yeah well, I, I yeah. sure there'll be there'll be people um, chipping in and um, he was kind of their pet project before in um, the rugby league pinched him the, he was developing for Union and then um, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters jumped in and threw a stack of money on a kid who had never played. Um, so, yeah, well done for him. Um, what's your take, Paul, as the uh, union tragic? I just <laughs> I just think everyone's, everyone's losing all their shit over this. I mean, I mean, it's not like we haven't had players like Vinivalu a couple of years ago doing the same sort of thing. And, and uh, um, I mean, the, the number of league um, wingers oh. that have come across to Australian rugby is just, there's just, there's loads of them. So I, mm, I, just, yeah. I just don't get why people are losing their shit. It's just the next one. So what? Um, good luck to him, obviously. And um, let's see how he goes uh, in Union. He's got, he's got a background in it, so he's more likely to succeed. But I just don't understand why all just losing their shit, really. Yeah. Uh, it's just the, um, yeah, I don't know, understand the mentality. We've said it, oh, I've said it a lot on here that, you know, a big star leaves NRL the next year, someone's completely taken their place and you forget that they're even there. Mm. Um, probably not that severe, but you know what I mean. Um, and, and yeah, Mark Roberts said, um, Chiefs told him that he's money grabbing in the Aussie rugby is stupid to do that. Uh, to be honest, if I was getting offered that much money, I'd go do whatever you want. Um, so I, I don't mind at all if they're willing, uh, you know, you can't help what people are willing to pay you. So, yeah. um, if they're willing to throw that money up, may as well go for it. Sure, I'm, I'm sure people like Cheese are just working for free, yeah. Um, but anything else you want to add to the soil thing before we go? No, no, we can move on. It's it's done to death already, isn't it? All right. Well, we'll keep on the, the union track for a little bit. Um, All Black Geordie Barrett um, spent time with Melbourne Storm um, this week going to training, and um, he was at their match against the Tigers. Um, you may have seen him in the changing rooms with them when they were getting ready. Um I saw a video with him on the Storm's um, YouTube channel saying that it was part of a thing the All Blacks were doing to help their players develop more, um, going to see other other organisations and how they work. Um, the All Blacks themselves have done it. I know um, the coaching staff have actually gone and spent time with Bellamy, um, as well as going to the NFL in America and stuff like that. But um, it kind of goes with our, our last year, Richie, when we had 
the rumours about Geordie Barrett saying he wanted to play league. Mm. Um, do you think that means we've found a destination for him if that eventually happens? <laughs> That's, um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I think he's I think he's still got a lot to give in rugby union. I don't know how seriously I take him wanting to, you know, him talking up, wanting to go to league. I, I think he likes the game, but um, I don't know. I don't know that I actually see him following through with that. And like you say, we've seen the All Blacks um, hook up with a storm in the past to do to do different things and you know trade ideas. So it's probably just something along those lines. Uh, would it would be interesting to see him have a crack though. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that's something that it could potentially happen. Probably not. Um, I think he would um, go down the RTS route and potentially go to Japan. Um, but, yeah, um, it was good to see him in there, um, it was recognising a, a rugby union face in the changing rooms. Um, was an interesting thing to see, to say the least. Yeah. yeah Mark Crocker said, just like CNK and Tuapiki have taken RTS's spot, now RTS is an afterthought. <laughs> um, I know that's in jest, but, yeah, RTSO. Um, I think he plays for that useless Blues team, doesn't he? Um, I, I don't know. I don't follow them. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, and there's lots of comments in there. I'm saying, like, France, England, and Ireland all have lead coaches or assistant coaches. Makes sense that knowledge and coaching can work both ways. Yep. And did Dave Rennie do rugby league style defense? And will Scott Robertson employ it? That's more a question for, for Paul there. Um, who's the Scott Robertson guy? Yeah, um, yeah. Join, join us on a Monday night for those sort of questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and then Mark replied and responded to that anyway, saying the new All Blacks coach race has been going to Melbourne to learn stuff from Ballyac since 2017, hence yeah. why the Crusaders have been so dominant. Yeah, it's these interchangeable. You can learn skills, especially as a coach. Um, you can learn skills from all sorts of different sports. So, you, yeah, you just got to be a sponge and take knowledge from wherever you get it. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Jones, the, um, the, the obviously the, the, the Wallabies head coach, does his own podcast now, and he talks about how he's been on – he has um, Zoom Zoom groups with uh, uh, various American sort of American football. You got basketball. You got football coaches. They all just share. Yeah, they all share information. It's all it's it's all good um, good learning for the, for them all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Simon's um, saying, Dad, Geordie Barrett's looking for leverage for contract negotiation. He's doing a TJ on us, Richie. Yeah. Um, yes. Potentially, that it's all part of the game too. Um, but we'll move on. Otherwise, we're going yeah, to be rugby union. All Blacks career very uh, an awful lot of good. <laughs> That's true. Um, next one was a bit of a surprising thing, Richie. Um, the Eels are set to chase a new fullback in a surprising move. Um, they're looking for an X-factor young fullback to either come off the bench or start at fullback. Um, doing that would move Clint Gutherson into likely the centres. They've, they've said. Um, Jaden Campbell from the Titans is a rumored target. When I saw the description of what they're looking at, there's a young guy at the Warriors that I'm really worried about. Um, them trying to steal. Um, what's your take on them deciding to move Gutho and get another fullback? I think there's other positions they kind of need help with. Exactly. I don't see Gutherson as as a problem in in the Eels lineup. I don't know about you, but I don't. I, I still think he performs really well for them. And yeah, I, when I look at their roster overall, I see I see bigger holes elsewhere. I mean, I think maybe elsewhere in the outside backs. You know, you got Sevo and Will Penasini, but um, 
outside of that, you know, they, they plug in holes with like Bailey Simonson, who's not really out and out superstar. But yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one, but out of left field, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, Jacko, Jacko also said that they'll move Gutho to center if they get a top fullback. I don't think there's a lot of top fullbacks out there that are going to jump. Yeah. To be honest, um, they're looking at the for the type of player they're looking at. They're going to have to look at a, a Campbell or two, a picky one of those young guys that isn't getting regular first grade at the moment. Um, I don't see the Warriors wanting to let go of Tane, and I don't see the Titans really wanting to get rid of Campbell. Mm. So um, money talks, I guess, but it's going to be interesting. Um, just this, it kind of feels like a the Eels management and coaching staff are just kind of a bit lost at what to do to fix um, problems with them and are just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I um, I don't I don't think Gutherson would be anywhere near as effective as a centre anyway. No. I mean, I've seen him play centre, but I think he operates a lot better as fullback, in my personal opinion, at least. Yeah, and Rob said great shirt, Brad, isn't it? Yeah, it's one, wonderful, you. Wonderful shirt. I'd wear Paleocena all day. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Jacko's replied saying, yeah, there's no top fullbacks about, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone that's off contract that you could get. Um, so yeah, it makes no sense to me, but I'm sure we're going to hear more about it as, as we go on in the season. So I'm sure we'll update all of you on that when we know more. Um, I'll segue away from that to a bit of NRLW. Um, the NRL have announced, they announced yesterday that, NRLW players will now be able to sign um, for multi-year contracts starting from today. Um, I did, there was a first announcement for a signing. I did not get her name um, for the Knights. Um, wasn't my girl Millie, but um, it's um, good. We talked about it last week when we talked about Millie potentially going to the Roosters. With this um, with this whole um, women players only get to sign one-year deals you can't really secure and build a team so with this now they're going to be able to do that um what's your take on um the ladies being able to sign multi-year deals now yeah it's another good step in the right direction for the nrlw which has already been building nicely you know started to build nicely so we just need a warriors team back in there now and she's all goes yeah, and that goes straight into my next bit. Before I go on, though, Mark Roberts commented about Haynes Perrin's been a bigger loss for the Eels than they want to admit. Yeah, he's kind of the fullback they're, they're trying to get, and they let him go. So, yeah, it's um, great, great management there from the Eels. But, um, yeah, going on with what you said about the, the Warriors need to um, finally get a women's team back in, um, the Warriors actually announced this week um, Rugby League Administrator Nadine Conlon has been appointed in a new role to create a development and pathways program for the club's NRLW, um, especially uh, an NRLW academy manager. Um, she obviously um, had quite a good uh, league career before she went into the the office side of things. But um, well, it's for me, it's good to see that they're, they're going to put the same amount of attention into um, the women's side of the, the competition um, instead of just all throwing into the development for the men. Um, what's your take on it, Richie? You think it's a good move? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I think overall the club, you know, have been looking at the pathways and now looking at the extra grades we're playing this year. And, and this is just another 
another step on from that. So it's it's great they're looking investing in in the talent um, that that's coming through, and it's only good for the future of our club, really. Yeah, and uh, Mark Rom- uh, Roberts also said it's great to see the women have signed a ladies start to build a team for twenty twenty five. That's I think the best um, aspect of it. It's two years away before the Warriors women's team will be there, but they're starting now as opposed to just, you know, yeah. waiting till next year to, to get things moving. Um, so yeah, promising times. Hopefully uh, the Warriors women team was always, um, you know, quite competitive. So hopefully they go back when they uh, hit the ground running. Um, fingers crossed for that. But yeah, um, Next one was a, a bit of interesting news. I've had no confirmation, but there's rumours that we may see a Four Nations tournament at the end of this year, Richie, um, with Australia, New Zealand, Samoa and Tonga all to compete. Um, be the first time we've had a Four Nations since 2016. And I know we've said on the show a lot that we want to see it come back. So um, hopefully we get a confirmation on it. But are you excited about potentially having the Four Nations back this year? I mean, yeah, you and I have always, you know, been advocates for international footy and sort of beating that drum, you know, it would be great to see more international footy. Um, so, yeah, I'd be excited for it for sure. Um, I kind of feel a bit sorry for, uh, you know, some of the other Pacific nations, uh, Fiji, even a rugby league mad nation like Papua New Guinea would be cool to involve them somehow. And yeah, and I have, uh, yeah, I don't know how you'd do it, but um, all the same, I'd be very excited to to see us get another crack at beating Australia and, and see Samoa and Tonga continue to develop. Yeah, and um, as Christopher said, England's actually trying to tempt Tonga to tour at the end of the year. Um, that'd, that'd be great. It's, um, if, if they do that, Tonga won't be available for the Four Nations, and that's when you get your Papua New Guinea or the yeah. likes in. But in terms of no disrespect to Papua New Guinea and Fiji and all that, for the Southern Hemisphere, your top four sides are the teams that are in that Four Nations competition if it goes as scheduled there. But, um, yeah, I just love watching that. Um, it's better, like, I, I love my internationals. And getting a Four Nations, you get a bit more of a, a taste than just a one-off game. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we get some confirmation on that later on. Um, we'll move on. Um, the rest of the news I've got is basically just signings because um, there was a stack of movement um, after our show last week, as is always the case. They wait till after we've gone live, Richie, and then they just start announcing everything. Um, but um, Mitch Moses has extended his stay with the Eels. I haven't seen an official confirmation from the Eels, but everyone's saying it's happened, including um, the Eels. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. But um, until the end of 2028, I think we talked about it last week, that we kind of always expected that to be the case anyway. Um, but what's your take on Mitch Moses? He he kind of cemented his his role, um, I guess you could say, in the game that we're going to talk about a bit later. Yeah, I, I think it's just good to get that talk out of the way, and I think uh, Mitch will be feeling the same himself. You know, all, all the all the talk can stop now, and he's you know got it over the line, and yeah, like you say, he celebrated accordingly the other night. It's a lot of money for a flat track bully, though, but. He's still um, he's still banging on about that. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, but next bit of news: <laughs> um, Manly have signed Aaron Woods effective immediately 
for the remainder of the season from the Dragons, and in return, the Dragons have signed Viliami Fafita and Alec Tuivaki um, from Manly. And there was a bit of interesting news during the week where um, Moses Sully said that Fafita didn't actually want to come to the, the Dragons. Um, so it's great. It's great to see the Dragons, um, you know, keep getting kicked while they're down. But um, what's your take on Manly picking up Aaron Woods? Uh, what? Why? I would ask why. <laughs> um, he's kind of not been setting the world on fire the past few seasons, and I think they've just gone and traded a couple of young up and comers. Uh, yeah, I think we saw Viliami Fafita in the trials too, and he looks he looks like he goes pretty hard. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. But, be, it's going to be another young talent that gets ruined by the Dragons organization. Yeah, what's your take? You're the you're the front row aficionado. Um, no, Aaron Woods is a, a huge, huge step away from what he used to be, but I think he yeah. is basically in there. I don't know if we'll even get to see him play any games for Manly. I think it's basically they've got a, a lot of young forwards, two less now, obviously. But um, they've got a young forwards that they probably want to get a bit of his um, experience on, um, let them sit under his learning tree for a bit. Potentially, that's all I can really see um, from it. But time will tell, I guess. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. And, yeah, the hopefully those young kids that go to the Dragons actually get to do well. Um um, no, and Matty Matt said um, he didn't say Fafita didn't want to come. He was talking about himself. He Absolutely, talked about yeah. himself as well. He yeah. said um, Fafita didn't want to come. I was the same. Um, but that quote was taken out of context because he did explain that he didn't really want to go to the Dragons when he started, but it was what he needed, and he thinks he's got better yeah. if you listen to the whole quote. So he didn't completely um, stick the knife into the Dragons like I would have, but it was a half, so I'll take it. Um more more signing news though. Isaiah Yao's re-signed with the Panthers until the end of 2027. Bit of a no-brainer. He's their captain and he's still in great form. So why wouldn't he? Um yeah. <laughs> Mark said, I I love it. I'm modeling my hair off Aaron Woods. Yeah. It's yeah. I, Aaron I Woods no is yeah. I, I got no comeback for that. Um Aaron, Aaron pretty... Woods is bread off wish. Brush is way to do this hacker. <laughs> One day, where it's going to be all gone once I decide to shave it off for charity. Um, whenever I decide to, um, but yeah, and Jacko mentioned Manly let Marty Tapal go, and then they've got they've brought Woods in. Um, uh, yeah, straight, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of the um, rooms when these decisions are made. To be honest, but um, they're not the only club. Um, there's plenty of clubs that have done it. Our club included, Richie. I think so, I think Tapal needed to go anyway. The point when he was making um, sharing videos on um, social media last year about not getting minutes. I mean, you got to think the relationship between club and players pretty fractured there. Yeah, um, just happy that I didn't have social media when I was playing Richie because you know I would have been complaining about lack of minutes all the time. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, with more more releases and signings, the Titans have signed Ken Mamalo from the Tigers immediately and also announced that they've released Patrick Herbert on compassionate grounds. Um, there's been no word as of yet on where Herbert's going to go. I know 
the moment you hear compassionate grounds in a key where you're like, oh, he's coming back to New Zealand, that's not necessarily the case. Um, he, you know, he played for the Dragons once in the blue moon, so maybe his family's in Sydney. Not too sure. Um, okay, and um, Rob's just said Pat Herbert's going to Catalan. So, yeah, makes sense. You need to go on compassionate grounds so you go to France, uh, of course. Um, but, um, yeah, what do you think about Kenny going going to um, the Titans? It's another interesting um, move by the Tigers. But to, Yeah, it is. But if you look on current form, Ken, Kenny's big Kenny's probably winning in that deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Titans, although they're not sort of, they haven't exactly been an elite club lately either, but they're still a step up from the Tigers. Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, yeah, hope he goes well for um, moving to the Titans. Um, be good to see. And then um, the last bit I got really um, is uh, Raider Jack Whiten has advised the club that he's going to go to market and is um, open to moving on from the club, Richie. What's your what's your take on Whiten? And um, if available, would you pick him up as a Warriors fan or would you see him go somewhere else? Um. I would see him going somewhere else because I don't think he'd come here. I don't know that we'd throw no, no, yeah. throw a coin his way anyway. Um, I was going to say, if he's going to market, he's looking for money, isn't he? Yeah. He is looking for money. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Surely the Dolphins must be cashed up enough to throw him an offer or or maybe he's the Eels' solution. Maybe. And, um, yeah, I saw a comment saying Cameron George said they're going to wait for the right signing to fill in the last two spots. Yeah, I've heard that too, which I think is a good move from the Warriors. Just going out and just signing anyone because they're available doesn't really fit with the mentality that this club's now taken on board. So um, it's good to see. Um, But... um, Yeah, and Jago said some want the wires to pick up White and no, no, no. Yeah, to be honest, like... I, if you picked him up, you could put him in at centre. But I'm happy with the roster they've got right now. Um, yeah, he's not a player that I go, oh, we need him immediately. There's There are players out there that do fit that mould, but Whiten's not one for me. Um, and yeah, Simon said France is a good place for Patrick. You can retire at the age of 62. Um, and yeah, Jack also mentioned Whiten's contracted to the Raiders next year anyway. Yeah, um, but he can negotiate with another club from November this year. So um, he, he could be already signed to another club and play another year for the Raiders, which means he will, won't play knowing what Ricky's like um, when players sign elsewhere. But um, that's all we really had. Anything else you want to talk about on the signings, Richie? No, no, not really, mate. All right, let's go. Injuries, um, casualty ward time. So um, we've got uh, Manly Centre Tolu Kola um, is off to have surgery on an MCL injury and will be out for four to six weeks. Um, he's been playing all right for Manly, so a, a bit of yeah. a bit of a loss, especially with Morgan Harper still out. I think Harper is a couple of weeks away, unless he's been named this week. I can't remember. Um, but the big one, probably, and we've been talking about it, waiting for it to happen. Um, but Sean O'Sullivan from the Dolphins um, suffered a full tendon rupture on his pec muscle and is going to be out for three to four months. So we, we were talking a lot about um, depth and how will the Dolphins react to it. We're going to see it now because they've also um, lost Tessie New for four mm. weeks after he injured his MCL as well. 
Um, what's your take on that? Do you think that's going to have a massive effect on the Dolphins? Well, I think it will just... Sean O'Sullivan being a halfback, and, and he was their halfback that they were running with, and you know he'd been doing a great job steering them around the field in the first few weeks. So I think that's definitely... Anytime you lose one of your starting spine, it's it's going to hurt. But then, yeah, obviously, Tessie knew as well. He's been playing playing well and, and scoring tries. So, yeah, like like we were saying, you know, injuries in the NRL are inevitable. So, this will be the acid test for the Dolphins. Yeah, and um, Jeremy Marshall King's back from suspension. So, I assume Cody Nicarima was going to go in. I didn't even check the the team list because. I'm not a professional. Um, I'm just going to go while we're we're here, Richie. I'm just going to it. There are any good news for them? Is there any playing the Dragons this week? So is, is Nakarima good to go? Because he he went off during that game as well. I oh, just had a little bit. Of, oh yeah. So no, they're they're going with Milford. I forgot about Milford. Yeah. Um, they're going with Milford and Katoa in the halves. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Cody's named on the extended bench. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, and, yeah, uh, with Tessie New out, they've got Jack Bostock, who I've never heard of, on the wing. Um, so, yeah, going to be time to see. Um, and then, yeah, Murray Talangi from the Cowboys is out for four to six weeks after also injuring his MCL. It seems to be a theme. And then Tohu Harris, I saw some comments earlier on um, about Tohu, but he hurt his knee in the, the game at Mount Smart on the weekend. He has been named to play, and they're giving him up until like, the last minute. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know if he's going to play. I think I would rest him myself. Um, but what's your take on Tohu? I would rest him if it's anything less than 100%. Uh, I think the, the way he started and being our captain, he's... He's an important, you know, he's an important player, a very important player to us. So we don't really want to risk um, risk doing any further damage. So uh, we've got, and we've shown we've, we've got good depth this year and then trusting our depth has worked out well for us so far. So if it's anything less than 100, I'd, I'd be giving him a week. Yeah, definitely. And I saw um, Peter B commented, um, this is our year up the Dolphins. Um, yeah, they're doing a lot better than I thought, Peter P. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens now, though, with a couple of injuries. Um, as long as they stay away from my Warriors team, we'll be all right. Um, but now that was all the injuries. We'll go to Naughty Boy Corner before we get into the round, Richie. Um, yep. Only three bands um, this week. Um, Raider, Jack Wyden, who we were just talking about, he's got two weeks for a grade two dangerous contact. Um, Jeremiah Nanai is um, banned for two weeks for a grade one dangerous throw. And then Junior Bolo um, is also banned for two weeks for a grade two high tackle. Um, what was your takes on all of them? We know my take. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, we know your take. I, I can't say I disagree with either of any of those this week. Last week, I was different i was a bit filthy on last week's ones but yeah these three i, I don't think you could argue against i mean you know i dumped someone on their head uh, junior junior bowler left his feet and tried, tried to de decapitate a poor panthers player so uh, that's that's yeah. called a front row attack or richie uh jump yeah. the clothesline that's yeah. that's what you do <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah i think two weeks is all fine it's 
with the guidelines that we've seen this year. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, it'll be okay. I, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be better, guys. Uh, <laughs> but um, I thought the Junior Polo one was entertaining. It so, was. It was. Thank goodness they're all right. Yeah. But, yeah, we may, that means we'll jump into round four now, Richie. Um, so first game was Thursday night with the Eels uh, beating the Panthers 17-16. If you want to give us the, the score rundown. Absolutely. They continue the trend. Outside of finals footy, they they just ha they have something against the Panthers. But it was two tries apiece. Bryce Cartwright and Brendan Hands on debut, getting getting his first try, and two for the Panthers as well. Dylan Edwards and Zach Hosking, who thought was very good. So that was that was the tries. Obviously, we had the two point field goal right at the end from Nathan Cleary, which much talked about was. Outstanding, and then Mitch Moses celebrating his new contract with the game winner. Yeah, um, yeah. Before I give you my points, um, it was, I'm going to talk about in my Panther point. That was a great field goal. And how often do we hear um, a guy a field goal that ties the game get talked about more than the field goal that wins the game? Yeah, um, rightly so, um, in my opinion. But um, the Eels, talking about them, they played era-free football. Um, they had a 95% completion rate. They grinded hard, which they've shown at times they can do. And I thought it was a well-deserved win. It is what they do now. I, we talked about it last week, how they have a habit of beating the Panthers in games that don't matter. So I don't know why I didn't pick them. Um, it's, yeah, Murphy's Law there. Um, but what was your your thoughts on the eels uh yeah similar to you brad i i thought they had a clear game plan and they they accurately executed it um and for me the eels show they still have what it takes they just need to find that consistency so um that's where they've been lacking so far this year yeah and um your thoughts on the panthers yeah i think I think they showed that even though the Eels competed at 95%, that they never go away, uh, and they still nearly snatched it at the death force in Golden Point. You know, that was despite the Eels probably playing as well as the Eels could play. So um, still a pretty valiant effort from the Panthers. Yeah, I kind of got similar. I just said um, the Panthers look to be returning back to form. Cleary with the most clutch field goal ever. Um Still adjusting, I think, from the players that have left, but they're getting there. Um, yeah. set going, going thing, they probably haven't hit the ground running like we expect them to, but you know, they're always going to be in the conversation. Mm. Um, my player that stood out was the flat track bully himself, Mitch Moses. Um, he had a lot of eyes on him with all the talk about the signings, and um, when push came to shove, he delivered for the Eels when they needed him to. Um, so yeah, and he was a hundred percent on his kicks all night which they needed to be in a tight tussle like this so i gave him that but who was your player before i give you mine i, don't, I still don't know how you call him flat track bully when he's done it against the best team right, panthers are rubbish man it's <laughs> flat track bully i i thought the eels front row was outstanding um campbell gillard and bolo both running for well over 200 meters and, and laying the platform for for the game plan so I had to roll the dice between those two, but I penalised Bolo for a sinbin, so Campbell Gillard. Yeah, and I see Robbie commented on my mullet. It's not a mullet. It's just the way the headset works. If I take it off, it's just, you know, it's it's everywhere. Um, Beautiful. Shampoo at that. 
yeah beautiful it's been, um, it's, it's been like an alice band is, is his uh, <laughs> is, 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 is his headphones yeah it's basically my head uh, my headband yeah um and um yeah and craig said claire always plays like time is on a side yeah so i don't know if paul even saw it there was like a penalty um with like a minute to go clary kicked it out and then they basically they kicked passed it back to him and he just one two banged it and it was away um it was crazy um anyway, robert says i look like the drummer from blind melon i don't know who they are so, i can see uh, it so i can see it richie richie obviously knows because he's giggling like a school girl but um i don't know if it's a compliment or not knowing you it's probably not um but next game uh storm 24 over the tigers 12 what was our score rundown uh so it's four tries to two for the storm will warbrick grabbing his first nrl try nick meany justin olam and cam munster on return and for the tigers asu kapoa and apicot carousel getting a try so um yeah what was your take on the game brad yeah, I thought the Storm started strong, um, but they started to fall away a bit in the second half, which was a bit concerning um, because it's not the Storm side we're used to. They're still dangerous, but I, I think it's a bit of that experience, a bit like what I was just saying with the Panthers, that um, they kind of are drifting in and out of games at the moment, which is not Storm-like. Um, but, yeah, they they, it was, they still did what they needed to do. What, what did you think? Yeah, I still don't think they look like the storm of old. Granted, they they're still missing uh, Jerome Hughes and Pappenhausen, so they're still missing a chunk. They're still missing a chunk of their spine. Um, but Cam Munster makes the world a difference to them, and, and they they had more than enough to put away the lowly Tigers. Yeah. Now, what did you think of the Tigers? They still look a long way off, in my opinion, even with Appy and IPAP. Um, they look like they're confused about how to use their roster, particularly in the spine, you know, with Dewey back at fullback again, you know, a bit of chopping and changing. Um, a lot of talk about Luke Brooks as well and, and a lot of people thinking he should get moved on and, and you know, for the Tigers and for him moving on and, and it's probably, yeah, I don't know, mate. They look a long way off. So I hope they can improve and, and get better, but... Yeah, I've got um, kind of similar. Um, I thought the Tigers did look better um, from what we've seen in the first uh, three rounds, but they're a long way off NRL standard. Their error rate is poor, um, and they're yeah, the attacking style is a mess. They they don't really know what they're meant to be doing. Um, so yeah, long way, uh, a long road ahead for them, as has been the case for it feels like forever now. Um, my player was Cam Munster. Um, thought he looked good in his first game back. He's still not 100%. Um, but he's kind of one of those level heads that they need. I think when they started to drop off in the second half, if he wasn't out there, it may have been a lot more dire than it was. But um, And, yeah, commenting about your, your mention about Luke Brooks, I, I'm sure there's a talented player in there somewhere, but I think he does need to move on. Um, mm. I think it's a, it's a move for both him in the club i think they'll both benefit from it um yeah. but yeah who was your player so i picked out ali couture and you know he made a couple mistakes but probably just that he's an ex-warrior i keep an extra close eye on him and you know now he's gone to 
to the storm he's he's become all of a sudden a big minute player and um coming up with those game breaking plays like we knew he had in him you know breaking the line making line breaks setting up tries so uh, yeah i th- i think he'll only get better there yeah i think he's doing fantastic there he's still got a lot to work on but mm-hmm. um he's in the perfect place to do that so um, yeah, hopefully he goes well. Um, I was always a big fan of him when he was with the Warriors and mm-hmm. will always be a fan of him. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, Ruse said um, Brox has to go. Definition of man that's persisting with a bloke for over a decade. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't yeah. think it's helping either side. Said it um, perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, next game, um, the last game on Friday, um, the the most talked about game of the of the week. The Broncos defeating the Dolphins 18-12. Your your rundown, Richie. Mm, Battle at Brisbane. So it was 18-12 to the Broncos. Four tries to two. Jesse Arthurs, Selwyn Cobbo, Kurt Capewell, and Tony Staggs for the Broncos. Jared Wallace and the Hammer, again, keeps doing it. Um, They were the two try scorers for the Dolphins. So what what was your view on the Battle of Brisbane, the first ever Battle of Brisbane, Brad? Yeah, I thought it was um, a tough challenge for the Broncos. Um, you know, it was an amazing crowd. If you saw it, it was, um, yeah, I haven't seen a crowd like that for a long time. Like, And for a regular round, I should say, in the NRL. Um, Broncos, though, they were tough up the middle. Um, they let their backs ask plenty of questions. It looked like they were on the ropes towards the end, though. It was still neck and neck. Um, and then Staggs got them home with his amazing um, play. Good effort from the Broncos. They they look they look legitimate at the moment. Um, well, what's your your take on them? They looked legitimate for a lot of last year too, until the wheels fell off. So, yeah, I'll reserve, I'll reserve judgment. But um, yeah, I think they made a, a fair amount of errors this game. The Broncos, you know, enough to keep the Dolphins interested for pretty much that whole game. Um, but the Broncos were able to find enough magic at key moments to edge the result. That kind of happens when you've got a team full of like five of the top ten era makers of last year. So yeah, yeah. it does it does um, does happen. Um, but your take on the the Dolphins? I thought they showed a lot of heart. Uh, you know, they were already without Isaiah Katoa, Jeremy Marshall King, uh, Felice Kafusi, and then losing Cody Nikarima, Sean O'Sullivan during the game, and TC New playing on one leg as well. So um, they were walking wounded for sure. So I think. To, to be within touching distance of a win right at the end, uh, I think they can take plenty out of their showing. Yeah. And um, my thoughts on the Dolphins, it was obviously their first loss. Um, they lost some direction when O'Sullivan went off, um, but they were still in the fight, even without their, their half. Um, but the depth test starts now. Um, my player that stood out, um, I think, I picked him last week too, um, but Payne Haas, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Got, to sh- got to show the, the props some love. Um, but he was outstanding again. He's, um, yeah, he's one of the best, if not the best, front rower in the game. Um, and they, the, the Broncos always look like they've got an extra leg when he's out there. Um, but who did you pick? Yeah, I picked, I picked, um, feel dirty for doing this, Reese Walsh. Uh, oh. Uh, he's still doing some things that during the game we think, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit silly, but he more than makes up for it with his burst of magic, and he really has changed how they attack. And he threw a try assist, uh, 
peach of a ball that sort of reminded me of when he threw playing for us. I think it might have been against the Tigers. He's just got that in him um, and his acceleration, out, you know, off of coming off a of shape. He's causing so many problems. Sorry, sorry, Bjorn. Yeah. I know. I want to. So, I want to punch punch myself for saying it. So, so auditions for a new co-host um, will start after this episode. Um, yeah, and Jacko no. rightly brings up he almost cost them the game with a late error. That's what I mean, Jacko. He's still got dumb things. He's still got them. He does, but he makes them that much more dangerous. I was actually riding that play when he when he knocked that ball, and I was hoping the Dolphins scored and would be having a different I, conversation tonight. I was I was going for the Dolphins in this game, so um, I, I didn't even pick them. Um, I picked the Broncos, but I wanted to see the Dolphins win. Mm. Um, but yeah, near great game, and um, hopefully it's the start of um, a proper rivalry. I know it's just a, a fan made built one um, due to the locations, but if they can deliver like this every time they face each other, it's going to be um, great for for not just us but for the NRL. Um, so next game, first game on Saturday, Cowboys defeating the Titans 24-12. Um, I'll let you do the rundown again because there's some hard names in there. Yeah, so that's, that's the second Queensland derby of the weekend. Four tries to two for the Cowboys, Jeremiah Nanai, James Tamo, Valentine Holmes, Tom Chester. Uh, very surprised to see James Tamo going up there, but good for him. Front row nice, nice try. And it was a nice try. And two tries to Khan Pereira, so the young man keeps scoring. Um, yeah, that was the try scoring. Um, enjoy this one, Brad. Yeah, um, I did. It was um, a tighter game than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was a slow start for the Cowboys, um, but they are starting to show flashes of what brought them success last season. The return of some key players in the next few weeks should see them start to climb the ladder, I think. Um but yeah, I think a well-deserved win for them. What did you think about the cows? Yeah, more like it from them. Um, slow out of the blocks, but the fact that they were able to score three consecutive tries just before and just after halftime, that, that was enough to um, take charge of the game and yeah, ultimately was the winning of it. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Titans? I think they put in a decent effort. I mean, much like... Um, the previous game talking about the Dolphins, you know, considering they lost key players foreign AJ Brimson to injury during the game, I think they showed good fight to stay competitive throughout. Yeah, um, you're much nicer than I am. Um, I, I've just got here the Titans' defense still needs work, um, but they also struggle at times to find their way through the Cowboys' defense. Um, going to be a long season, I think, for Titans fans. Um, my player that stood out was Valentine Holmes. Um, I've always been a fan of him, though. Um, but he was kicking well. He was dangerous um, with the ball in hand. And I thought he defended his, his edge reasonably well as well. So um, that's kind of – he ticked all the boxes he needs to do mm. for a game. Um, who was your player? So I've actually picked somebody up from the losing team this week, David Fafida. Um, what, are you, what are you doing to me? You pick Walsh, <laughs> pick Fafida? <laughs> well, we've hung a lot of crap on Fafida the past couple of seasons, and probably rightfully so. But he looks a bit different this year. There's something different to him. He's a lot more involved, uh, touching the ball a lot more, a lot of run meters, like as we know he can do, two try assists as well. So I've got to give credit where credit's due, really. Yeah, definitely. And then um, the last game on Saturday, 
the other big game everyone was talking about, the Rabbitohs defeating the Sea Eagles 13-12. You want to give your rundown? Mm, Yep. Uh, Was two tries apiece for the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker grabbed a double for Manly, Haumole Olokowatu and Dali Cherry Evans grabbing the two tries. Um, And it was the boot of Lachlan Elias in in Golden Point getting the one-pointer to seal the match. Yeah, um, so I've got for my Rabbitohs, it was a tight tussle. Uh, the Rabbitohs got home on the back of a massive effort from Cody Walker and Lachlan as well. Um, they still need to improve the errors, though. I'm going to keep going on about it until I see it in single digits. They made 11 errors in this game, which uh, 11 errors against Manly, you would say that that's a, a good chance you're going to walk away as the losers. So um, congrats on them, you know, grinding it out. But um, what's your take? Yeah, I think it was a much-needed morale-boosting win for Souths, particularly in an arm wrestle like that. Uh, in a game where I actually saw them losing, I think we both tipped tip Manly, didn't we? We did. Might have been all three of us, I'm not sure. But, yeah, and I thought no, much better. Simon, Simon got it right. Yeah, he's too good, As isn't always. he? He's yeah. on fire this year. Uh, but, yeah, much better output from Cody Walker this week. I th- thought him and Latrell probably haven't been quite at their best to start the year, but this yeah, better showing from Cody this week. Yeah, and your take on Manly? Yeah, I'm fortunate for Manly coming up just short. Um, it's hard to go past a try that they had overturned for a forward pass call. Uh, very controversial call. I, I've watched it probably 50, 50 plus times. I cannot see anything close to a forward pass. Um, yeah. I th- yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games. It was a grind, it was an arm wrestle, and one team has to win. And unfortunately, calls like that get highlighted when it's that close. Yeah, they see Paul's asking for a, a league, a Warriors jersey. Uh, I don't get paid enough on the show to afford to buy a jersey for myself, Paul, let alone for someone else. Surely um, you've surely you've got an Angus, Angus League wrap up, bit of merch for him. I, I I've got two shirts, and they're both mine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even wear that. I'm wearing a ruined hammer shirt. So, um, um, yeah. So um, he pimp himself out to other other podcasts. He even advertises on the on the screen. That's my favourite player of all time, Paulo. How could I not wear it? I even wear this to the games now. Um, yeah, my thoughts on Manly. Um, I thought they they were making inroads with the ball in hand, but they lacked polish to put the game away. Uh, Tommy Turbo looked dangerous, but he's still not 100%. He's still coming back from that injury, and you can kind of see it. Um, But, you know, I'm always on the Seahawks bandwagon. So, um, yeah, they'll they'll get there and they'll click, and when they click, um, it will most likely be be against us, Richie. So... um, Hopefully not. Yeah. um, My player stood out was Cody Walker. Uh, You know, he he scored the double um, for the Rabbitohs, and he... He's still he's a fantastic player when he doesn't let his um, anger get the best of him. You know, yeah. the, if if he sees the red mist, the Rabbitohs are in trouble because he just flies off the handle. Um, which you know he you can't have one of your halves be that type of player. Um, if he was in the forwards, that's completely fine. Um, but that's yeah, encouraged. <laughs> yeah, we we saw the good in him in this game. Um, but yeah, who was your player? I probably would have said Cody Walker as well. I had a feeling you'd pick him, so I've gone for his half's partner instead, Lockie Elias, who came up with a clutch play to, to ice the game. 
still a young man, so it's it's great to see him. I think that may be his first um, field goal. Yeah, you said he hasn't even practiced it a lot. Yeah, so um, I think he started the year really well, and and he's he's probably been the better half for the Rabbitohs form-wise so far this year until this game. So, yeah, it's great to see the young man put away a game winner and, you know, nice, nice little feather in his cap. Yeah, and um, first game on Sunday and probably the game we always want to talk about every week, Warriors defeating the Bulldogs 16-14. Um, run down on the score there, Richie. All right, so it was three tries to two for the Warriors, for Liami Valia. Marcelo Montoya and SJ Sean Johnson. For the Bulldogs, Jacob Carraz and the Fox, Josh Haddocar. Um Yeah, very nervous I was, Brad. <laughs> how, yeah. how, how did you hold up? You were at the game. Yeah, nerve-wracking to say the least. Um, but there was a lot to like from this performance. Um, we talked before the show, after the game, um, in our conversation with Ruin Hammer during the, during the week, um, that this was a game that the Warriors lost last year. You know, they they got, even though they, they got that try through Sean Johnson, they spent like the last 10 minutes, it felt like the whole last 10 minutes they were on their try line defending. And it was like, that's when they just let one slip. Um, but this team doesn't do that. Um, the defense they've got is legit. Um, and it could prove the difference in many future games as long as they keep it up. This week, um, we'll talk about it in the preview, this week is a true test of how good that defense is going to be. Um, but, yeah, fantastic game. Loved it. What was your your take on it? Uh, I'm just really impressed that we're finding ways to win. Uh, in recent years, in an arm wrestle like that, losing our captain during the game, having losing funny half. Call, lo- yep, and having funny calls go against us, we 100% would have dropped our heads and – probably conceded a bunch of tries and, and lost resoundingly. So, um, yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that we keep finding ways to finish on the right side of these tight games. And if we can do that more often than not, we, we could finally be looking at contesting for the top eight again. Yeah. And Jacko makes a good point. He said, um, dogs taking the penalty for two points instead of going for the, and for the kill went on top, cost them the game. Yeah. They, it was an interesting um, decision for them to, you know, they had scored, just scored a try, got a, one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss penalty they should have gone for the try again um they lost a bit of killer instinct which kind of goes into um my comment on it so i'll start with my bulldogs comment richie um mm. 
they looked like they were set to send the all the fans at Mount Smart home unhappy. Um, but once they lost that lead, it looked like they started to panic. Being live, watching there, um, they they started to panic, and their stars, you know, their their Burtons, um, all those money, all that, they all started to do their own thing. It kind of gave me the vibe of the Warriors last year, where it looked they were meant to have a game plan, but yeah, guys like Reese Walsh that were on their own game plan and trying to do everything on their own and it didn't work. That's what I saw from the Bulldogs here. If they start to get back on the same page and work together, um, they're a good side. They just need a bit of time to gel. And like Jacko says, Burden was disappointing for the Dogs. He was putting up his monster bombs and the Warriors back three were just eating them. So, mm. um, yeah, a quiet, not a great day for him. But what was your take on the Dogs? Yeah, I mean... They had their moments, and they'd look to be playing with a similar defensive steel that we, we're playing with, that, hence the arm wrestle and the grind. So I still think they look to be a team on the up, similar to us. I agree with Jacko's take on Burden he, and, and you. He was putting up heaps of bombs. Not a lot of the spiral bombs, though, more the end over no. end, which w- was a little bit easier for our back three. So, hey, I'm not complaining, but um, probably I know we're just trying to make one point each, but I've got to ask you on the the controversial calls, the SJ obstruction tr- obstruction try and the um, kick-out strip. Yeah, I the strip, I think, should have been um, a try just yeah. due to the fact that Johnson earlier in the game got done for the strip and his yeah. strip. If they game called what he did a strip, what Kakao did should have been classed as a strip too, just a, a like for like. Um, the try, I, I said it in our chat and in other chats I'm in um, after the game, Adam Fanon Black was a support player running for the ball. He didn't deviate from his line. Um, so it was play on for me. That's what the NRL have said. It's what even Gus Gould has come out and said. He kind of said it in a backhanded way where he said, like, it is a try, but it shouldn't have been given as one because that's not how it's been done before. Um, but, yeah. I'm just happy. I, I feel like he, nine times out of ten that Warriors get that try taken away. Um, but I think due to the fact that they had one taken away earlier, the bunker was a bit more lenient. Um, but, yeah, the NRL officials came out and said it was the correct call. So I'm happy with it. If it was the Bulldogs scoring in that way to win the game against the Warriors, I probably got a different opinion. So I understand the Bulldogs' frustrations or the Bulldogs' fans' frustrations at least. Um but yeah, and um, saw a, a comment from Vaughn there uh, about the Warriors seem to play for each other at the moment. Yeah, it, yeah. it's a huge men, uh, mentality change, which is really good to see. Um, but I see in this game, we've both got the same player that stood out, Richie. Um, so I'm going to spoil it for you. Um, I picked Sean Johnson, um, as did you. Um, Had thought to. it was a fan, fantastic game for him there. He, he got that that match winner. Um his, he was kicking smart towards the end, like kicking deep into the corners. Um, defensively, he was outstanding. Um, the uh, I, I think he made 20 tackles with no misses, but the one that came out for me was the Warriors. I can't remember what happened. The Warriors had kicked it, and the first defender didn't pick up Perham, and he was kind of coming towards me, my side of the field, and Sean Johnson rushed out and tried to stop him at the try line um that's not something we see from him normally he might have just waited and let a second rower go and make that extra effort um he just looks happy and when he's 
playing happy, he plays well. Um, but what did you think of SJ? Yeah, I knew you were picking Sean, and I couldn't not pick him. Um, yeah, a lot of the same reasons that, that you mentioned. You know, defensively, he's been so sound. I don't know what work he's done in the offseason there, or it's just an attitude thing. But he's turning up defensively and not missing tackles, and he had kick out running at him all day. Um, yeah. it's it, it, he just looks a different a different man. Um, he's not just shoveling the ball on; he's he's actually engaging the line before he's doing his playmaking and, um, like you say as well, smart kicking. He's he looks like the Sean Johnson we've all been wanting to see. So it's long may it continue. <laughs> Yeah, I think that just comes down to um, what we said a bit earlier about the teams playing for each other. And he's got more players there. It's not the the old school, Sean's got to do it all on his own type mentality that the Warriors have done in the past. Um, like Even though in this game, he did win the game with a try, um, it wasn't necessarily up to him to do it. He just saw an opportunity and went for it. So, um, yeah, long may it continue. Um, I much like... I prefer praising Sean than having to to dump on him when he's not having a good game. So I'm happy yeah. to see more good than bad out of him in this. Um, and yeah, Jacko said uh, Kakao was into Sean early on, but Sean and um, Nakore won oh, more. Yeah, yeah and that's he. Sean's going to have to expect that every week. You you want your big boys running at the halves on those edges. So um, yeah, but he does have Murata there with him to help him out, which is great to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, next game on Sunday, Richie. Actually, the, uh, one, one, one thing to say about that game is the having flipped over to that from from watching the rugby union is the crowd and the atmosphere was fantastic at that game, and it's great to see uh, the Warriors fans turning out in force. Um, and I was. Thank you for reminding me, Paul, because I was meant to bring that up um, in our news section. Um, I'll see if I can find it again. I, I think I sent it to you, guy, you, Richie. Um, I'm just going to, yeah, here we go. So there was a, an article um, during the week about crowds and attendance, and it was more about rugby union, so bear with me. But they said um, the Blues, they rested their All Blacks in a game they won against the Force, but that was completely overshadowed down the road at Mount Smart by Warriors sides picking up their third win out of four in front of a crowd of 19,000 fans. That was the largest crowd at a sporting event in New Zealand over the weekend. Um, so in that weekend, we had rugby league, we had an international one-day cricket game, and we had the All-Whites as well, I believe. And the Warriors had the most um, fans at a game, which is great. It shows that people are thinking, the thing is, Warriors fans, we've got to keep going. Um, we can't just, you know, go this week and then if the Warriors lose uh, another game or so, everyone disappears. Um but yeah, it was great. And um, I think your question's kind of related to the crowd and everything, so I'll, I'll stop there. But um, next game on Sunday, Raiders losing to the Knights 24-14. Um, mm. The rundown, Richie. Yeah, apologies, Simon. Um, yeah, 24-14 yeah. Knights. Five tries to two. Greg Marju with a double. Brett, Bradman Best, Dane Gagai, and Tyson Frizzell with the try scores for the Knights. For the Raiders... Hudson Young and Jackie Whiten, who also had a sin bin. Um, yeah, unexpected one for me, Brad. I, I, I'd tip the Raiders. Um, what was your take? I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, we all picked the Raiders. So um, this was finally one that Simon got wrong. Um, 
Right, yeah. Um, the Knights' attack um, is starting to take shape, and they're asking more questions of the defense. Um, I still feel, I think I said it last year, but I still feel they play better without Ponga, which is why I was saying don't re-sign them, use that money elsewhere. Um, but, um, yeah, and Simon said um, Brisbane had massive numbers. Um 50,000 at the Rugby League, um, 30,000 at AFL, um, and it was on the same night. Um, yeah, they, they love going out the footy more than us Aucklanders do. Um, but, yeah, um, I think Greg Marju um, and Lachlan Miller have been great buys for the Knights. Still can't believe that the Titans um, let, him, uh, let Greg go. And the Sharks, um, I guess the Sharks have got some all right players, so I can understand them letting Lockie go. Um but yeah, great, great performance from the Knights. Will this develop into more wins? I'm not sure. Um, but what's your take on the Knights? Um, they were much, much better from from where they have been. Um, I think their back five were were all really impressive, and that's with Dom Young being dropped. So unlucky for Dom Young. I don't know if he'll stay dropped now. But yeah, the back five: Marju, Lockie Miller, Bradman Best. You know, their whole back five were re- really good and um, it really set them up for the win. I just think they need to do it more consistently. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking and um, Dom Young's been added to the extended bench but not into the starting lineup. So he may come in, but probably not. Um, but yeah, for the Raiders, a rough night for the Raiders. They defended poorly um, and just seemed out of sync. Um, is probably the easiest way I could break it down or, or simplify it. I don't know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel for them. I'm not really sure what they can do to make it better. Um, they've always got a fighter's chance, though. You know, depending on the the day, the the Raiders might come out great, but not this week. What was your take? Yeah, I think a definite step back after a good grindy win last week. Um, in a game, I tipped them to win. It just went south for them. Um, right after half time, the Knights went bang, bang, bang. All within the first ten minutes after half time, put three tries on. We had Jack White and getting sinbinned in that in that little period too. So, yeah, not not the best from the Raiders, unfortunately. No, now my player to stick out um, was Lachlan Miller. Um, talked about him already, but he's just gone from strength to strength um, for the Knights. You know, even in defeat. Um, he's looked really good. He's um, definitely well-deserving of a um, first-grade spot, so great that he, he made the moves of the Knights where that would actually happen. Um, who was your player? So I actually put Greg Marshu, um, yep. and we saw in, in periods with the Titans he could produce this kind of form, you know, like had his issues defensively, but a beast on attack. Can, can get over the line and, and that's that's what he provided here on the, on the weekend and definitely helped the Knights over the line. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, last game of the round, probably my my most... Um, Your second my favourite? favourite? No, my favourite. I think I put this above <laughs> the Warriors game. Um, the Sharks defeating the Dragons 40-8. to eight. Um, Your rundown on, on the score. Yeah, you said it, 40-8. to eight. Uh, Seven tries to two. For the Sharks, Will Kennedy, Jesse Ramey and Renato Molotalo, Brandon Nakora, Renato, Renato Molotalo again, Jesse Ramey again, and Sione Katoa. Two tries for the Dragons, Ben Hunt and Jaden Sua. So 
yeah, super dominant, Brad. Yeah, you would have loved it, I'm sure. I did. Um, the Sharks talking about the Sharks first, they're on fire in this game. Um, the return of Hines has them kind of right back to the 2023 form. Um, very dangerous side that does have me worried this week. Um, your take on the Sharks? Yeah, the reigning Dalian medal winner put on a show. It's it's clear to see they're much, much more threatening side with him playing. And I think it was a ruthless showing, particularly in the second half, to hammer home their dominance. Um, one, two, three, four, five tries in the second half. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty handy. Yeah. And your take on the, on the Dragons? Yeah, the opposite side of that coin. <laughs> Not a great showing from them. Um, on evidence of that display, yeah, hey, maybe your preseason prediction for the Dragons could become a reality, Brad. Oh, you, you would love that. Just need a few miracles from the Tigers, and I think it's going to be a possibility. Um, yeah. yeah, the Dragons, they're just a mess. Uh, there's no other way to really describe them. Um, we saw it last week against the Broncos. Um, they... When they drop their heads, it just opens the floodgates. Um, and we kind of saw that here. They just, you know, there was, you know, Ramian, it was like 31st minute, 43rd, 50, 57, 59, like bang, 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 bang. Um, I I just don't think there's a fix for them this season. Um, their season's done already. They need a, you know, they need to get rid of the coach, um, clean up a lot of things. I, I don't know what they can do. Um, I love it, but it'd be hard being a Dragons fan right now. And um, yeah, Jagger said they're in a hole, they're fighting the Tigers for the spoon. It could very much come down to who wins the games between the Dragons and Tigers on who gets the spoon. To be honest, I was saying it last year, though, and the Dragons, you know, showed some spirit. Maybe that will come back at some point. I just don't see it. You know, Griffin's already basically been told he's not coached next year. Are the players going to bother showing up for him? I don't know. Um, yeah, love it. Um, my player, I think you picked him too. My player that stood out in this game was Nico Hines. Um, we've kind of been saying it all all year already that, um, you know, once Nico's back with the Sharks, Sharks are dangerous. We saw that. He needed no time to kind of ease in. He was straight in there doing what he did last year. And, um, yeah, just a fantastic player. And um, reason probably the reason why I picked him for back-to-back DLMs. Mm. Um, what did you think on Nico? I spoiled it again. You picked Nico, right? Had to, mate. Sorry. Yeah. He's the Dalian for a reason. It showed, you know, a bunch of try assists, a bunch of line break assists, five out of seven off the boot. Um, I know New South Wales have been picking on combinations, and it's been hard to argue the past couple of years, but I'd be seriously considering putting him in the halves with Cleary. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for me. I, I don't I don't think I've seen enough from Luai. That was a prediction uh, cheap plug for Ruin Hammer again, sorry, Paul. On our prediction show we did with them, I predicted that Jerome Luai wouldn't be uh, in the halves um, for New South Wales because I thought Nico will take it. And from what I've seen from Jerome this year and what we've seen in one game, I know it's only one game, but he's well ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll see that this year. Um, but that was round um, round four. So um, I think I don't remember which picture we got first, Paul, either the ladder or the tips. You pick tips. Um, so we all got five out of eight um, this week. So we're getting better, Richie. We are. Um, 
So we all got the Panthers wrong. Um, Simon got the Dolphins wrong. Um, we got Manly wrong. And then we all got the Raiders wrong. So that was our three. Um, but it means Ty Simon's still at the top, 20 out of 32. I'm second with 16 out of 32. And you're just one behind me, 15 out of 32. I'm coming. Um, so you got to, you actually got to pick different to me this week, maybe, Richie. Um, and it might see you jump. Um, hey, Richie just needs to try and get above 50, get, 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 try, try and get to, yeah, about 50% right. He's, 50%. <laughs> just flipping yeah. a coin, he'd be better than he has done so far. Yeah. Hey, and, hey. Uh, and then um, if you want to bring up the ladder, I see um, Simon's giving me the picks. So when you want to run down the ladder, Richie, while I write down the picks. You bet. Top four. Oh, let's start. I'll, I'll start by saying the top four to, to shine the light on us there. Brisbane, Manly, Dolphins, Warriors sitting pretty in the top four. Uh, five through eight, Sydney Roosters, Cronulla Sharks, Penrith Panthers, South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the, the rest, Melbourne Storm, Canterbury Bulldogs, Gold Coast Titans, Newcastle Knights, North Queensland Cowboys, the Dragons, not quite in wooden spoon yet. Number 14. Parramatta, get off the get off the mark this week. Canberra Raiders and West Tigers still yet to get off the mark. Yeah, so um the Dragons have got those four points. Obviously, they had a bye though, which helped. Um, yeah. so they still only got the one win. But um it's still an interesting ladder. You know, some of those teams are slowly getting into the eight that we kind of expected to be there. So you're seeing rabbits, sharks, panthers getting their way back in there. But um, yeah, I don't think anyone would have predicted at the end of round four that it would be Brisbane, Manly, Dolphins and Warriors in the top four. Um, some people may have said Manly, uh, potentially, but yeah. And um, yeah, Jacko saying Raiders 16th, love it. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> I want the Dragons at the bottom, so I would have rather had the Dragons at 16th. So uh, it was just like one win for the Tigers and we see the split. But, yeah, hopefully we um, see the Warriors stay where they are for a little bit longer, Richie. Definitely, hopefully. All right, so um, question time. Were there any questions? For? Yeah, we've got a few, but before we um, – I'm going to bring sort of my own one up. I'm just uh, giving you a, a different view um, of, uh, of the table, which gives us a bit more um, – Bit more detail around it here. The Panthers sat there in seventh with one win and two losses. They're in the top eight and they've lost more games than they've won. I mean, they had a bye. having that sort of situation, they had the buy, they get two points for a buy. Um, <laughs> it's the same as you know, um, the, the Dragons were just outside the eight after the first round with no wins and no losses because of the buy in the first round. Um, but yeah. it's been it's been very close start the season of a lot of a lot of teams dropping games and unless you're one of the elite clubs like us oh look, I mean, you, you, you're the same number of points from sixth all the way down to um 14th yeah one yeah. win and you and one, one win and you climb eight places um with yeah. <laughs> other results go your way um, Which so yeah, look, is... it, it's early days it's all very tight but i just thought i just thought, thought the panthers having lost more games than they've won being in seventh place we've, we've had that pass at this point of the year We've had that at the end of the season, Paul, where a team's made the eight with more losses than wins, uh, more wins, uh, more losses than wins, and they've made the finals. I think it was like the Titans, um, not last year, the year before. They made the eight, and I think they had one more loss than wins or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a long season. By the end of it, it's going to, I think we'll see a divide 
eventually. Um, but it makes it a great competition at the moment where it's so oh, okay. So, so on that question then, um, where do you think the divide is going to be? Is it, is it the, the top four and then a gap? The top seven and then a gap? Where, where do, do you, how many teams do you, do you think before that, that, that divide, um, how many sort of good teams and how many bad teams are there kind of thing? I think it's going to be more towards the, the between eighth and tenth, mm. I think will be the divide. I, I think there, there's legitimately two teams that are rubbish and shouldn't be in the competition right now, and the Tigers <laughs> and the Dragons. And I think everyone else has got a fighting chance, but I think you're going to see like four or five teams at the bottom that are just completely away from the rest. Um, we'll, we'll see. It could be like last year where it's the top four and then there's a massive gap between everyone else. I so don't they, think there you go, folks. Happen. The gap in between eighth and ninth, eighth and tenth, folks. So, so the uh, the NRL are going to are going to nix the ninth the ninth the ninth place. And well, that no should always be the Tigers. <laughs> that, that's their spot. So, um, but yeah. So, what questions did we have anyway, Paul? Um. So, um, first up, we've got something beyond. Um, do you reckon the uh, Dolphins will lose um, Kafasi um, to Queensland for um, this year? There's potentially there's, yeah there's a definite chance for it the way he started the year yeah and he's been there and done that for queensland before so every chance i reckon yeah i think there's a good chance if he comes back from suspension in the same form he was at the start of the season i don't see why he wouldn't make the team the um and uh, we were talking about two spots left in the uh the warriors squad and now you said look you don't want them to go out and sort of buy two people because they're free um so but what positions do you think that they they're going to need to uh, to strengthen at some point, or are they just holding on to those two spots, waiting for to fill um, injury issues? I don't know. Um, Richie might have a better take. I, I before season started, I said they needed to get a centre and a prop. Um, I'd probably lean more towards a centre still because uh, I've got I've got a prejudice against Adam Pompey, but. Um, I feel like the prop rotation, as small as it is, seems to be working. Um, we'll see after games against the Storm, the Roosters, the Sharks, how, if I still think that. But at the moment, I'm quite comfortable with the roster they've got. Yeah, definitely before the season started, and that's the key. You said it too. Um, I would have said prop. Um, but it's it, our forward pack's been going really well, so... Um, maybe for depth, but also when you look at our New South Wales Cup, we've got a bunch of guys in the next tier down that that look like they're not, you know, not too far off that next level as well. So it's nice yeah, problems. And, yeah, Jacko mentioned a top meter reading forward would be nice. Yeah, um, like, but it's it's not just it's like who's available. I don't see anyone yeah. out there that like if it was. Oh yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, it's a matter of where where do you see depth issues in the squad. But um, yeah, like, more than, I, yeah, I still that, think but... front row is still probably a thing. Like if Adam Fanua Blake got injured, touch yeah. touch wood, um, there's an issue. You know, as much as the Warriors players have been stepping up when they've been given the shot, um, yeah, I don't know. It would be probably be Bunty and Tom Ali, or Bunty and Mitch Barnett Mitch starting. Barnett. Mitch Barnett, um, yeah. which doesn't lead me in as much confidence. Barnett's been fantastic and. I want Tom Ali to get more minutes, which would happen in that scenario. But yeah, I feel like that is the issue. If like an Adam Fanua Blake went, we're going to see what happens if Tohu 
probably doesn't play this week. He's another guy that you'll miss, but there's some good players that can take his spot. So, well, Fanua Blake is our big meter eater, really. We've got yeah. guys who do a good job, like Mitch Barnett, but he's not going to make your 150 plus meters a game like AFB would. Yeah. Um, finally, then, um, any news on Warriors jerseys? No, they've been real quiet. Um, I assume we'll see one when when's an indigenous round. Not sure. Oh, it's already been, isn't it? No. Is it? No, I think it did. I think it was second round. Because um, they were doing all the thing on where each player came from. Yeah, I think it's already happened. But um, the, the Warriors love doing special jerseys, so I'm sure we'll see one at some point. I just haven't heard anything yet. Um, I think they're still trying to wait for people to adjust to the giant arc reactor on the jerseys at the moment. So, um, yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, no news as yet, Robbie. Uh, that's, the, uh, that's all our questions from the um, uh, from the uh, the live chat um, there. Um, all right. Uh, but, uh, but Jacko does say we've got enough jerseys to sink the Queen Mary. I don't think, I don't think Jacko wants to have any more jerseys. We've got, well, they've got a change now because we've got a new logo, so we need we need all new jerseys. Um, that's the way it is. Got to, got to make some money. But... Um, so how have, how, have, um, how have Warriors fans been about being named after sort of a uh, um, sort of a, a nationalistic kind of a, a strange, uh, strange, strange name for a company? I thought one, and 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 is is that big green circle? Does it does it, does it, does it fit okay with the jersey, or or people unhappy think it's a bit of a eyesore? Um, to be honest, I thought it was an eyesore when it first was there, but I've really not really noticed it this year. It kind of feels fine on the jersey. Um, and yeah, Jack said his 95 jersey is just fine. Yeah, um, everyone's got their favourite. I still don't own my favourite, so I've never been able to get it. Um, that's the 2002 jersey, the home one. Um, I've got, you know, the greatest jersey of all time behind me, the, the Bushwhackers jersey. But, um, yeah, I think, and most Warriors fans don't call never call them the Vodafone Warriors anyway. It's always just mm. been the Warriors, so... Don't think it really matters that much, um, but especially, especially when like, you're winning. Yeah, and like Simon said, he thinks the New Zealand logo suits the club's branding. Yeah, um, it kind of goes with it, and the green circle, as much as I thought it was an eyesore, kind of blends in with the jersey a bit better than the giant big red one, anyway. So, yeah, I don't care. I, I think it'd probably be a different opinion if the Warriors were losing every week. Mm. Um, you you kind of take these things on the side a bit easier when you're winning. So, yep, cool. Yeah. And um, your question for me, Richie? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the game on the weekend. You, I know you were able to get along to the game and watch all three games of the triple header. So um, how was the game day experience for you? Uh, first home game at Mount Smart this season. Was there anything new and exciting to enhance the game day experience or was it just much of the same as previous years um in terms of game day experience it was basically the same um it was great to go to all three um i couldn't get anyone to go with me rich so i was on my own which gave me the luxury of going you know early when no one wants to go so yeah. i got there just before 12 and um watched the sg ball and one thing i haven't been that early in so long that i forgot that you can't buy beer that early I couldn't get a beer to watch the SD ball game. I had to wait until New South Wales Cup. And um, 
where we used to get our beer behind the goalposts, they didn't have an FBOS machine at the time. So I had to walk all the way up the top, you know, first world problems. But um, it was great. The only thing I still miss is the members tent. I know they've got Lily World next door, which is where they're trying to get all the members to go. But I don't, I'm lazy. I don't want to walk where, from where I park to the gates and then walk around further. So I didn't actually go to Lily World. Um, I saw a lot of the, the members that I know did. But I was like, oh, I may as well just stay in. But um, it was great. I still don't like my seats. As you know, Richard, I complain about our crappy seats on the West Stand. Um, you know, I see, especially you see the East Stand, they've got all those brand new seats, all nice and flash. And because we're not camera facing, we still got the old ones from the 60s that um, just don't feel great. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience, though. It's always great being in front of a, in, in a packed crowd at Mount Smart, as you know, Richie. And, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully it's only the, the start. Hopefully there's a lot more, um, you know, big crowds for, for Mount Smart because, yeah, there's no other experience like it. Mm. Nice. Um, my question for you, it's uh, um, I I throw you a curveball because you like doing it to me from time to time. But yeah. with the news that we talked about, it, Joseph Sawley signing with Union, Geordie Barrett spending time with the Storm, what union player would you like to lure to the NRL if you if you had your your pick? I'm. Do you mind if I be a real big cop out here because I'm going to throw you more than one? Um, okay. Yeah, fine. Jordy Barrett is is one. Yeah. Um, he's said he, he he loves the game of league and I think he would be really good at. Um, Maybe number six in the similar sort of vein as Matt Burton. He's got a huge boot on him. Um, uh, Jacko's just said one I was going to say as well. Adi Savia, I think he would go fantastic, super aggressive, um, always a handful to tackle, and a great tackler himself. Um, Caleb Clark said he's a fan of the game, and I think he'd make a really good, strong outside back. Um, and I might as well pick one from abroad instead of being too Kiwi-centric. Um, somebody like Cheslin Colby from South Africa, I think, would make a real electric fullback, sort of similar to what you see with um, Reese Walsh. Or Jason Robinson back in the day. Yeah, Jason Robinson, another great example. Yeah, he, he's one that did the transition to um, back and forth, really. But he, yeah, he yeah. flipped both ways. Yeah, he was, he was really good at both. Yeah, um, all good picks. I, I want to, yeah, um, we've got one, Manu Tulangi. I want to throw out a left field just because I know he's a massive fan. Um, Dane Coles. Don't know yeah. where you'd put him. He, he's mobile enough, um, but he's a massive Warriors fan. Yeah, um, and, he's, and he's enough of a grub as well. He's exactly. A massive grub. Exactly. I don't know. I was never grubbier than playing Union, Paul, so don't try to throw that shade. Yeah. Um, you, you get hurt if you try to be too grubby in league. Where Union, you can get away with it. Um, but, yeah, that would be mine, just left field. I, I, I like I like him. Um, and, yeah, Jago said there's a little guy playing fullback. So yeah. It's a go good. He's he's fantastic. I forget his name. K- K- Paul would know. Because I should know, but I don't. Oh, honestly. Oh. Well, he had one job, Paul. He's another one. Bloody amateur. <laughs> right, so um, yeah, great question. Well, one more there. question from Simon there. Um, oh, yeah. How do you feel about the Warriors potentially sharing Mount Smart with uh, an Auckland soccer franchise in the A League? 
look, uh, we're going to start. Here's a 20 minute rant. You know, they, those idiots, have that kind of time. those idiots spend all that money on Eden Park and no bugger wants to bloody play in it anymore. They want to come to my stadium and play. You know, all blacks come into my stadium. You know, we've got um, Pacifica playing there as well. Now we've got soccer. We're going to have netball ending up there at some point too, I'm sure. Leave my stadium alone. Um, no one wanted it before. The Warriors were the only ones, and now everyone wants it. So um, get out. Go to Eden Park, where all you you bloody people like going. Jeez, I'd, I'd have been like, yeah, bring them along. More investment. Better. We'll no. get the, uh, the, no. the the stadium improved. It'll be great. But no, wow, I'm, I'm surprised. No, it's my stadium. Leave it alone. Capuzzo. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> go on back. There you go. Just Googled it. All right. Are you going to answer the question now, though? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't care about the soccer? No, I mean, if, as long as it doesn't interrupt the Warriors games, I don't really care. Yeah, and like Simon said, it's mainly in the summer months, um, so there might be a bit of overlap. But, um, but yeah, it's um, – Jack has kind of said it, yeah. Um, then, you know, it wasn't that long ago they were like, yeah, Let's burn Mount Smart to the ground and um, move the Warriors elsewhere because no one wants to use the stadium. No one wants to use it. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's great. It's money making, but it's not like the money's going to, to Mount Smart or to the Warriors anyway. And when the Warriors have wanted to do stuff to Mount Smart, the, the owners have said, well, you guys can pay for it. So now all these other sports are benefiting off the Warriors' money. So, you know, um, if some if the soccer or if the A League or Super Rugby start putting some money in to help make the stadium a bit better, um, I'm all for them sharing it. But until then, they can bugger off. Um, okay, I'll stop the rant now. We'll go into round five, Richie. <laughs> yes. um, so um, we'll talk about the Warriors game first. They're playing um, on the second of April. Um, and your boss said, so is that a no, Brad? Yes, it's a no. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think it was more of a maybe. <laughs> Better leeway. Um, so, yeah, Warriors Sharks um, at Point Spent Stadium. Um, I'll let you run off the Warriors squad before I talk about the Sharks one. Yep. So, Chance Nickel Clocks, the number one, Ed Cossey, Marcelo Montoya on the wings, Viliami Valea, Adam Pompey centres, Sean Johnson, and Ronnie Volkman coming in for his first, first great. Game of the year for Tamati Martin. Front row is Adam Fenua Blake, Bunty R4, and Wade Egan returns. Back row is Jackson Ford, Maratini Akore, and Torhu Harris has been named, but we shall see. Yep. Interchange Dylan Walker, Bailey Siren, and Jazz Tavanga, and Tom Ali. Yeah, and then for the Sharks, we've got Will Kennedy at fullback, Sione Katoa, and Ronaldo Mulatalo on the wings, Jesse Ramian, and Siosifa. Talakai in the centres. Um, halves is Matt Moylan and Nicka Hines. Um, front row, we've got Toby Rudolph, Black, Braley, Braden, Humley, Ueli. Second row, uh, Brighton, Nicora, Teague, Wilton, and then Dale Finucane, captain at lock, with Cameron uh, McInnes, Royce Hunt, Jack Williams, and Braden Trindle on the bench. Uh, so how do you see this game going, Richie? Tough, tough game. Um if, especially if the Sharks are going to carry anything like 
the form they produced last weekend, weekend just gone, then very tough for us. Um, I think the opposition they were up against uh, is a little weaker than what we are. Um, so I have a feeling you're going to pick Sharks, so I'm going to tip the Warriors for an ambush. Oh, oh. Okay, so I'm writing you down. Yeah, I've gone with the Sharks here. I think it's going to be very tight, though. They are, like Jacko said, they're a quality, genuine top four side. They're scary. We saw what happens when they're on last week. Admittedly, they were playing the Dragons. Um, but, yeah, they're a dangerous team, and we saw what they did to the Warriors last year. This is a different Warriors team, but, you know, they they wiped the floor with us. They even beat us with 11 players. Um you know, so they are a dangerous team. I'm expecting it to be close. Um, kind of a bit like the Roosters game where the Warriors did lose, but I took more positives than negatives out of it. That's why I want to see. I don't see the Warriors getting the win, but I hope you're right, and I hope you beat me in that tip because I'd love mm. to see it. And, yeah, with Tohu, probably not going to play. Who would you bring in to lock? Would you bring in Jazz? Would you bring Curran? Yeah. What would you do? I think I would be... You know what? I think I'd bring in Curran as a, as a starter. I think yeah. the Bull Brothers off the bench as a duo have been have been really effective. I, I would want to keep that consistent, and I just bring Josh Curran as a, in as a straight swap. Yeah, that was my thought too. I think in my review this week, I said it was either I would either be using Mitch Barnett or Curran at lock. Mm-hmm. Barnett hasn't been named at all, so he's off the table. So I'd go with Curran. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a great game. Um, it's, a, it's not a bad time, six o'clock for us, sit at home, you know, and watch. So I'm looking forward to it, which I can honestly say I didn't think that last year. Hmm. Um, but we'll may as well go into the rest of the round, Richie. Um, yep. So Simon's already given me his picks. Um, you got something to say, Paul? No, no, you just jumped in and jumped. No, out. I was just okay. going to do Simon's picks for him. I was, I was going to be Simon. I, you you can be him if you want. So first game, we've got Roosters and Eels. Um, I've gone with Roosters. I, I still don't trust the Eels. Um, who'd you go with, Richie? Yeah, Roosters as well. The Eels had their big game last week. And Simon, who did you go for? He's going Roosters all day long. He loves, loves, loves the hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, next game, we have Raiders-Panthers. I've gone with the Panthers, Richie. I, I think we saw enough from them. Raiders, I haven't seen enough to have any confidence in them, so I've gone with Panthers. Yeah, me too. Agree. Uh, you're going against my boys. Sorry, but Raiders, look, I mean, Panthers, a losing team in the top seven? Nah, good. No, no chance. <laughs> and then um, final game on Friday is Rabbit Storm. Um, I've gone with the Rabbits. Um, I'm still, I, I think the Storm has still got the wobbles, and I feel like the Storm aren't going to hit their stride until Anzac Day. So I'm going with rabbits. They're going to hit this straight on Anzac Day, you reckon? Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I've got rabbits as well. Oh, your boys are getting it all wrong. Look, who, who's the leader of the comp? And uh, look, yeah. look, if you're wearing purple, you look bigger, and they're going to win it. It's the storm all the way. Yeah. And then the first game on Saturday, Seagulls Knights. I've gone with Manly. Um, I, I yeah, kind of Knights are getting tired with the same brush I gave the Raiders. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Well said. Um, Manly, easy. Yeah, you got this one right, boys. Yeah, Manly, um, <laughs> poor team. Um, you got to, they're, they're in form. They're looking good. Yeah, and uh, next game on Saturday, we've got Dragons-Dolphins. Um, I picked the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins could have everybody gone and they'll still beat the Dragons. 
So, um, yeah, easy win. Dragons. You're going Dragons? We are no longer friends. <laughs> Is that all it took? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all these years, that's the thing you, all you needed to do. Ah, uh, look, you, you've look, even even with those injuries, yeah, you got to back the Dolphins. Sorry, yeah, the Dragons struggling. Yeah. Um, then last game on Saturday, Broncos Tigers, uh, kind of a no-brainer here. The one team that hasn't lost and the one team that hasn't won. So um, I'm going with Broncos. Is it a no-brainer? It's a no-brainer. That's why. <laughs> have you looked at the recent record between the two teams? I don't care. Yeah, no, I went Broncos as well. <laughs> Yep, Broncos and probably by the biggest win of the weekend. Yeah, I'd say so. And then first game on Sunday, Sharks Warriors. Um, as I we already said, Sharks for me, Warriors for Richie, um, Paul Simon. Um, yep, there's blood in the water. The Sharks are coming for him. Yep. And then last game, Bulldogs Cowboys. Probably the toughest one I had to pick this week. I've gone with the Cowboys though. Um, Bulldogs. I thought looked good in patches, but I think the Cowboys with Peter Hicku back, um, they'll be looking at making a statement. Uh, Scott Drinkwater's still not back, I don't think. Um, and they've lost Murray Talani as well, so their back three's a bit compromised. Bulldogs at home. Ooh. Oh, dear. No, we'll be, we'll be branding those dogs um, this this uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, the Lassus are out and the Cowboys are in. Are going to win this one? You've made a great Simon. Yeah, thank you. It's finally great to have a voice, a voice for Simon. <laughs> um, so yeah, some uh, a few different picks there. So we'll probably see Simon blow us away again, um, as is the case. Um, but now this is time for Jacko to leave. See you, Jacko. Um, great having you here. We're going to talk about Super League quickly. Um, so round six, we had some uh, we had some wins and some losses, as you would expect from a round, Richie. Um, St. Helens, <laughs> yeah. St. Helens defeated Uddersfield 14-12. Um, Hal KR defeated Wakefield 34-6. Um, Wigan defeated Salford 20-16. Warrington defeated Castleford 38-0. Leeds defeated Catalans 32-22. And then Lee defeated Hull FC 24-16. Um, I forgot to get the letter. I, I ran out a bit of time. Sorry. Um, I think there's been a little bit of a change. Um, and then um, we've got round seven. There's a, a few interesting games. Um, Lee versus Wigan. Um, St. Helens versus Wakefield. Hull KR versus Leeds. Warrington versus Hull FC. Catalans versus Castleford. And Salford versus Uddersfield. Um, any thoughts on the Super League, either the results or the games coming up, Richie? Um, yeah, St. Helens look like they're getting back into winning ways. Um, Wigan getting the win, so great for us. Um, yeah, and I think hopefully, hopefully, our boys get up over the, the shocking uniform wearers this weekend, and yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, and Simon said the Catalan Leeds game was very close until the last few minutes, and we got, yeah. We've got the the table there. So yeah, Warrington um, still the only undefeated team. They're six and zero now. Um, Catalans One second, seven. and Wiggins Wiggins third. Um, mm. and, yeah, where is St Helens? Is sixth. Yeah, uh, with a three and two record. Um, played one less game, and they're above Leeds with three for three. So um, yeah, interesting times. Warrington are kind of getting into that groove again um, that we saw a little while ago. Um, but yeah. 
as long as Wigan stay in the hunt, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? Yep, just thanks to the chat. It was thanks for well, your outstanding I... standing chat as always, and Paul for being the great producer and Simon impersonator. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, didn't tell me that who he's going to that he's going to feel dirty as one. So I've got yourself. I've got I've got him a little um um a little uh, a little <laughs> gift now for when he's when he's feeling so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, an hour thirty-seven. Not too bad. Um, you know, for our, our dream of an hour episode, Richie, it may happen pass, one day. Pass my bedtime. Not, it's not this day. Um, oh, we got more. See, Simon's trying to make the show go longer. God bless you, Simon. Um, said the only other Super League related news um, he has is that they're planning to vote on new criteria um, in a couple of weeks. Um, Summerton Library Division Club for vote against. Um, yeah, we need you to do more more work on the news so we actually have some to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I'll try that this weekend. I'll try to look for some more news to make the show go to like a, an hour 45. I reckon. <laughs> Uh, we had the yeah, sweet so we're out to a new show. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday nights is our new show, and then when Wednesday nights is our games show. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. yes. Simon said, um, Mitsa say lower division clubs instead of summit and library clubs. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff of Brad and Richie. Uh, for your weekly update on rugby league, tune into our show next week at 8 pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio or on YouTube as well. Um, sorry. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, thanks for joining me again, Richie. Thanks for doing all the hard work in the background, Paul. And um, good night, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.